What's up, everybody? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Worship Culture Podcast. Worship Culture is a podcast and platform to equip and assist worship leaders. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things worship, and every once in a while, throw in a random topic about life. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy and learn in the Worship Culture Podcast. All right, once again, my name is Nate Harrison, and today I want to go through and talk about a little bit the role of a pastor. If you remember a few weeks ago, um, we talked about what is a worship leader, and we talked a lot about the worship side of it and actually leading as well. I want to talk a little bit about a, the role of a pastor. Now, this is something that I've um, been learning about you know, over the past few years um, as I began to step into this position of being a worship pastor. And I firmly believe that there are two parts to being a worship pastor. There's the worship part and the pastor part. Um, Now, if you go back um, to the previous episode uh, called What is a Worship Pastor, then you can uh, learn a little bit of my thoughts on that, because today we're going to focus on that pastor title. Um, We'll start off with, with just a few scriptures, if that's okay with everybody. Um, and then we'll, we'll continue from there. So 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4, um, is really where we're going to be taking a, uh, a lot of stuff today. Um, and then this is what it says. You can look it up if you'd like. Uh, once again, it's 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. This is what it says. This is in the ESV version. It says, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. All right, so uh, some of what this this says is is very practical things. You know, um, you're a partaker in in um, the sufferings of Christ. You're a witness. In other words, you you've seen and uh, and believe what Christ went through. Um, uh, the first thing I want to I want to focus on in the role of a pastor is you are to exhort. Okay, exhort means to strongly encourage or urge someone to do something, to build up, to encourage. Um, what we say a lot is speak the truth in love. Okay, you want to speak the truth in love. You're supposed to shepherd the flock of God that is among you, um, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly. Okay, the first thing that I want to say is exhort your people. You want to encourage them. Part of this is through preaching. Some of this could be through meeting up with coffee and discipleship um, and that sort of thing. Um, But you want other people um, to be built up by your teaching, by your pastoring. Okay, So one thing to ask yourself is, are the things that I'm doing, is it building up other people? Or is it just um, just random things that, that I decide to do throughout the week is everything you're doing to build up the church. Um, because if not, then maybe it's time to refocus, um, as well. Um, and so that's the first thing, exhort. All right. So in Ephesians four eleven through 16, this is what it says. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherd and teachers to equip 
the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So when we exhort, we want to speak the truth in love as to build up the body of Christ, okay? This says that that the, uh, the shepherds, the teachers, the evangelists, the apostles, and the prophets were given um, to the body of Christ to build up and to equip the saints, the saints' church, to build up and equip the saints for the work of ministry until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Um, so I want us to really focus on are we building up the church? And when we're building up the church, are we speaking the truth in love? Are we, um, are we confronting people with, with sin? Are, you, are, are we actually... Um, you know, are we listening to the Spirit in how to speak into somebody's life? How to speak the truth in love to them? Um, so that's the first thing, exhort, right? So the next thing we're going to talk about is exemplify, okay? Now, exemplify. We need to be examples of the things that we teach. One thing um, that it seems like in, in this day and age is that a lot of us say things and then we do things differently. We hear that a lot in the church. Of I'm not going to go to church because it's just full of hip- hypocrites. And while I, I would agree with that, the church is full of, of hypocrites because we do believe things um, that, that uh, we say but we don't do, um, and that's part of our sinful nature. Um, but pursuing Christ is, is uh, part of that as well. And so um, as, as pastors, we need to exemplify um, this means that we have to have some sort of vulnerability, okay? If we're going to exemplify how to live for Christ, um, how to do the things that we teach, there has to be a, a, a sense of vulnerability in between us and, and the people that we're, we're meeting with, that we're talking to, that God has given us a calling to pastor these people, okay? We need to be examples of the things that we teach, and this means that there has to be some vulnerability, some openness, um, some transparency. People need to see the real you. Uh, don't put on a front, um, but but people need to to see that you're a real person. So, first two things you want to exhort, uh, you know, build them up, build up the church, speak the truth and love. And the second thing is you want to exemplify. All right, and the third and last thing that I want to talk about is empowering your people. Now, this is one thing that I, I really feel like um, that we as pastors and leaders in the church have kind of lost sight of over the past um, over the past years. Um, as we uh, as the church started to grow and, and get bigger, I would say, especially in the in the forty or fifty years, it seems as the church has been building consumers. Uh, we've been building consumers instead of contributors. Okay, we want it to be more like a cooperative um, type of thing instead of just people coming in on Sunday morning and consuming um, information and and things like that. As the pastor, it's not your job to do everything. Okay, it's your job to equip or empower other people to do the work of the ministry. Okay, it says in Ephesians four, 
that the shepherds and teachers are called to build up the body of Christ um, so that we that the children of God may no longer be tossed to and fro by the waves um, um, and then it says at the at the beginning at, at verse 11 it says you equip the saints for the ministry okay so let's talk about empowering your job as a pastor is to empower others to do ministry uh, the way that you do that is by giving leadership roles and giving things for for uh, giving other things for people to do okay the moment that you stop empowering others for ministry listen listen right here the moment that you stop empowering others is the same moment that you actually start doing everything yourself now I know it's it's really easy to to say um, I trust myself to do this more um, or I feel like I could do this better but the moment that you start doing everything yourself people actually do not get empowered anymore okay you want to empower others for the for ministry you want to equip the saints by not doing everything yourself you want to give those opportunities for other people um, to, to step into not only does it lead to burnout on your part if you take all that stuff on which is honestly why a lot of pastors leave ministry altogether but it leads to your church being consumers instead of contributors okay we talked about this just a second ago you want your church to be filled with contributors you want uh, everybody be in it together you want everybody to be serving and involved in small groups and um, you don't want people to just come in, consume information, and then go on their on their uh, uh, their weekly life. You want people to come in, contribute, and and realize what the church is all about. Okay. Now let's let's dive into this just a little bit more. The legacy that you have as a pastor doesn't need to be what you do. Now this this took a lot of time for me to to understand and grasp. Um, the legacy that you want to leave is not something you do, but someone who you develop. Okay, our legacy as pastors is not something we do, but someone who we develop. You want to be developing people to do um, to do ministry. You want to be developing people to take over things within the church um, to be able to do those. That way, you're not doing everything, but that way also other people are contributing within the church as well. Okay, so you want to be uh, developing those people. I once had a pastor tell me um, that was he was discipling me, and he told me he said um, he said my goal for you is that you would go on to do greater things than I have done. Okay, that should be our goal. And then I was I was reading a, a blog post a couple years ago about a guy who was uh, leaving his current church to go lead worship at a, a small church plant, and his goal for leaving his church um, was that they would that he would leave and they would forget about him about him leaving because he had done such a good job at equipping the people and preparing them for the next person to step in okay so you want uh your legacy to be someone you develop and if you want people to buy in you have to release leadership roles okay you don't delegate tasks you delegate leadership that's what you want to do in order to empower people once again all this is going under empower okay um, so stop delegating tasks. You need to delegate authority. Um, Craig Rochelle says that when you delegate tasks, you create followers. But when you delegate authority, you create leaders. If you don't know who Craig Rochelle is, 
he is the the lead pastor at Life Church in Oklahoma, um, and they have almost thirty campuses worldwide at the moment of this podcast. And he has a leadership podcast. I would really encourage you to go listen to. It's called the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. But he says this: When you delegate tasks, you create followers. When you delegate authority, you create leaders. So you want to create leaders, okay? You don't want to create followers. In other words, you want to um, release leadership roles to people, okay? If you want people to buy in, you have to release those leadership roles to them, okay? So three things. You want to exhort. Um, as a role of a pastor, you want to exhort, okay? You want to build up and encourage the body of Christ. You want to exemplify. You need to be um, doing the things that you're preaching, Okay? Um, there has to be some sort of vulnerability or transparency in order for that to happen. And then you also need to empower. Okay, The moment you, you start doing everything uh, is the moment uh, that you stop empowering everybody uh, in your church. Uh, it leads to burnout um, and it leads to your church people being consumers instead of contributors. Um, our legacy is not something we do, but someone who we develop. And if you want people to buy in, you have to release leadership roles to them. Um, so you don't give people tasks, you give people authority. Um, so yeah, it, once again, go go check out Craig Rochelle's leadership podcast. It's really taught taught me a lot as well. Um, let's 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 leave with this. Acts twenty twenty eight says this: says Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, um, and for, are for the church of God, which He obtained with His own blood. Okay, it says pay careful attention. You have to realize that this this role of being a pastor isn't something that we should take lightly. This is something that is a calling upon your life. Okay, it says in First Peter that we read earlier, you're not to do it under compulsion, which means don't feel like you have to do it. This should it should be a calling. Um, and if we do these things correctly, then we shouldn't get burnout. Um, we should rest when we need rest. Um, and and we'll do the church will be as God designed it and and everybody being empowered and uh, and being equipped to do the work of the ministry. Um, but let's not take this lightly. Let's let's uh, let's do this uh, with our best foot forward, um, and let's make sure um, that we're we're being pastors in the way that God has called us to. Um, the main thing that I want you to take away is is. Uh, empowering people you want to empower others to do ministry as well um, and I know sometimes it's really hard to release that stage if you're the teaching pastor or the worship pastor um, it, it's initially very difficult to, to remove yourself from the stage and give somebody else that opportunity but I want to encourage you to do that it's one of the most freeing things is whenever you release that stage to somebody else um, and, and really developing people um, is what you want your legacy to be. It's, it's not what you do, but who you develop. Um, okay, so now let's go into just a, a couple of practical um, things that you can do this week in order to do uh, put this stuff into practice. All right, number one. Here's, here's what, um, what I want you to think about this week, about putting into practice. What are three things that you're doing that you can hand off to somebody else? Okay, and what are three things that you're doing that you can hand off to somebody else? Um, it could be updating the website. It could be putting together Instagram or Twitter feed. It could be um, helping uh, pick out songs or putting um, uh, pro presenter stuff together. What are three things that you can give away this week? Um, it could be leading a song. It could be as big as actually leading worship or uh, playing 
uh, a lead part in a song. Um, but what are three things that you can hand off and begin to equip um, somebody else or people in your worship team or church uh, with? And second thing, um, what it, I want you to pick out one or two people that you can actually begin pouring into, that you can begin developing. Um, if you look at, at, at Jesus, uh, he had 12 disciples, and then he took three of them with him everywhere, basically. So he's pouring into three people. Um, he was pouring into more than that, of course, um, but he was very intentional with those three people, uh, Peter, James, and John. So who, what are like one or two people um, that you can begin developing and pouring into, basically just teaching everything that you know um, this week? Um, start looking for those those one or two people um, to empower. Um, so just backtrack a little bit. We want to exhort. We want to build up. We want to exemplify and be vulnerable and transparent. And then big thing that I that I can't stress enough is we want to empower other people. Okay, empower other people. Make disciples who make disciples. Um, that's something churches like to use a lot these days. Let's make disciples who make disciples by empowering people. All right, thanks so much for listening to the Worship Culture Podcast today. Um, I'm going to put another one out at the end of this week, most likely. Um, So make sure and listen in. Um, Once again, my name is Nate, and you have been listening to Worship Culture. We'll see you next time.